the sensitive man. Hello and welcome to episode 49 of the Sensitive Man podcast. I'm Sam Lim and today I'm putting the spotlight on Leonard Cheung, the founder, CEO and creative behind local activewear fashion label Phoenix. On this episode, you'll learn about Phoenix, an athletic leisure brand that's bringing greater diversity to the fashion fitness industry. I just really wanted to create a brand that will inspire and empower people to rise above their fears and to live their truth and be the best version of themselves. I wanted to create a brand with clothes that could transition from, you know, workout to hang out with friends. And you'll get up close and personal with Leonard Cheung as you hear his story. It's very hard to sort of like let go of that life it's sort of created for themselves that they're mm. comfortable by mm. where, you know, money is not really an issue. They get a monthly uh, salary, you know, and suddenly if for them to move into like start own business, it's suddenly they get a pay cut and everything. I think that was one of the toughest decisions I had to make in my life, yeah. The voice of Leonard Cheung, founder, CEO, and creative behind local activewear fashion label Phoenix. You'll learn more about Leonard and his unique fashion brand. And you may just find his story inspirational, especially if you dream of being an entrepreneur. Well, let's get to meet Leonard in this interview, only on the Sensitive Man podcast. You're listening to the Sensitive Man. I'm Simon Lim. Hi, Leonard. Welcome to my show. Hi, Simon. Hey, Leonard. Let's begin by talking about your brand of activewear called Phoenix Wear. And you spell it as F-I-N-I-X. So what is Phoenix all about in terms of a brand? Well, the name itself actually is a combination of two words. Basically, like the word infinite and Mm -hmm. combined with the word Phoenix, the mythical fiery bird. And the reason why I I decided to merge those two words together because uh, the word bore a lot of value and a lot of uh, value to me in terms of the qualities. So, like, yeah, I was imbuing my brand. So, like, you know, things about perseverance, rising above one's adversity, renewal, growth, living one's best life, things like that, you know. But I think on a broader level, you know, with my brand, I just really wanted to create a brand that will inspire and empower people to rise above their fears and to live their truth and be the best version of themselves. Mm-hmm. I like that. So tell me how you started Phoenix Wear. Share with us that journey, you know, from just an idea to seeing things come to fruition. My journey with Phoenix, I think started about maybe five, six years ago. I think at the time I just started doing yoga and I really enjoyed the practice a lot. I found it to be very a very sustainable kind of fitness practice good for my body holistically mm-hmm. uh, at the same time as well while I was doing that I was kind of like searching around for you know clothes or designs that were like more for yoga based movement practices but at the same time as well like uh, I couldn't quite find designs or styles that I was looking for so what happened was that it then eventually I decided to take things into my methods into my hands mm. and I decided to start my own athleisure uh, label that was grounded in small movement based practices so when I started my brand, I started to sort of dig deeper into uh, my brand's aesthetic. And I think through that journey, it sort of helped me to realize why wasn't I finding the designs I wanted in the market. Mm-hmm. And because of what I saw was a deep lack of uh, diverse representation in the fashion fitness market mm-hmm. and particularly in the men's department, I would say. So, you know, I, you know when you talk about men's fitness, it's always that typical guy, the hyper-masculine guy with, you know, the big pet washboard app you know and I didn't really see myself in that talk about representation and everything I think that was something that was lacking I saw that was lacking in the fitness and and fashion industry Mm -hmm. for men you know and I thought 
through that, I wanted to sort of bring my aesthetic into it. That's why my brand has more like, I would say, a genderless style approach because I wanted to sort of be able to merge different kinds of styles from menswear, women's wear and create a very sort of amorphous kind of style where everyone can really assess it and feel like they can express themselves through it. I like it. And actually, um, you can wear your outfits, your active wear, Phoenix wear to town as well, right? To Orchard Road without being, you know, like too underdressed. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so it's a versatility as well that was important as well for me because I noticed that a lot of mainstream brands as well, you know, they were really much like fit for the gym, you know, fit for a workout, a sweat. But when you think about like transitioning to a, a hangout with some friends after that for brunch or maybe like going to the beach or something like that, it just didn't really think. <laughs> That's why also versatility was very important for me. I wanted to create a brand with clothes that could transition from, you know, workout to hang out with friends. You're listening to The Sensitive Man. I'm Simon Lim. And Leonard, what were some of the challenges you faced in starting, you know, and even sustaining this business, especially during COVID? Well, interestingly enough, like when I started this business, it was at the height of COVID. And this was in January of 2020, I believe. Mm-hmm. It was very challenging. But I think first and foremost, the challenges came from a lot of uh, my background because I didn't come, particularly come from the fashion industry. And prior to my business, I actually took up a diploma uh, to study fashion business and apparel design, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but it still wasn't able to sort of like really help me understand the inner workings of the industry. So I think that was something that I found very challenging was that little experience in the fashion supply chain and also the business side of things. It didn't help that I didn't have a mentor at that point of time to guide me. So that was very challenging. This was the first time starting a business, right? And I think with my business came a lot of personal challenges, like overcoming my own inner self demons, being comfortable with uncertainty, my inner self worth, and things like that all started emerging. And I think that is something they don't really tell you about entrepreneurship, right? They always paint this very beautiful picture, like, oh, you know, it's a hustle life, you do all these things. But then, like, when it comes to doing a thing, you start to realize that it's not just a battle of day-to-day work, but it's also a battle with yourself as well. Mm. I think it's, it's a good thing because, like, you know, it really starts to help you to, like, kind of realize what are limiting things that are holding you back in life. It was challenging, but I think at the end of the day, I, I got myself through it, yeah. It's about training your mindset, right? To have the right attitude and to wake up and say, you know, uh, nothing's going to stop me. I'll just keep on trying. Absolutely, absolutely. And who would you say are the type of people who buy Phoenix Wear? Leonard, who would you like to see wearing your brand as well? Um, I would say the Phoenix person or individual is, I would say, generally more progressive, Mm -hmm. open-minded and experimental. I think there are people who want to stand out, look different in the crowd. They're confident uh, in their own skin. They don't really care about what people think of them. You know, they're really their own person, I would say. In terms of people who I like to see wear my brand, I think there are people like Lady Gaga, Harry Styles, Bradman Rock, Miley Cyrus, Troy Sivan, Nasek. Wow. <laughs> these kind of people. I think they're very progressive mm. in terms of their style and in terms of their mindset. I feel like the world is evolving. Mm. So, like, I think these people are some of the few people that I really uh, would lo- love to associate my brand with. You never know because everything is available online right now. You know, people can contact you, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. And if there are two pieces of Phoenix wear that you would like to talk about, Leonard, which items would they be? And why don't you describe them for my listeners? That's a hard one. It's like, you know, I think a parrot is too <laughs> Huh. Let's see. I think it would have to be. I would say the Peter Norari jacket and the 
and the rice crop hoodie paired with the matching uh, Freedom Harem joggers. I think that's a combo, I would say. So I would say those two are the ones. And reason being that the Norai jacket is very personal to me because uh, it was inspired by my time living in Japan. And this was like a time where like, I remember I would visit like onsen resorts, and also even like, you know, when I was in Tokyo and I was like sort of walking around the back alleys of like Harajuku and Omote Sando and there was this kid, Japanese kids that would wear this like kimono style mm-hmm. there. and I was very inspired by that. And so I think the Noragi jacket is a very personal memory for me and I wanted to bring it to my collection. Uh, for the Rice Cup hoodie and the matching Freedom Heron joggers, the bit of hoodie was more of like, you know, I felt like it made sense for a very warm country like Singapore. Yes. Because I think like a full hoodie sometimes can get very warm, right? So I thought like a crop hoodie was something very edgy and different, very bold, but also suitable for a kind of tropical weather like Singapore. Mm. And the harem joggers was really much like inspired by the Japanese hakama. And Japanese hakama is actually a pair of pants that's worn by people who do judo. Usually when I was in Japan, I was at a time in Japan, I remember I would see these judo players. <laughs> I don't know what to call them. <laughs> uh, so there were these kids, these high school kids, they would come out of school and you see them in their judo outfit. You know, they had a whole uniform to it, right? And mm. they were just Japanese hakama pants. And was, the pants were so cool, very flowy. And I was like, oh, wow, this is really very nice. And so I kind of combined it with the idea of a harem pants, mm-hmm. you know, and that was very much associated with also like the whole nomad culture and yoga and stuff. And I sort of merged it together to create the a very sort of a contemporary harem style joggers. How inspirational and interesting at the same time. <laughs> Thank you. So Leonard, let's talk about the fabric for Phoenix Wear. What can you say about the fabrics used? When I designed my clothes, and I started sourcing my, my materials. I made sure that like I was looking for fabrics that were eco-friendly and sustainable. And that is one of the key pillars in my brand, you know, to make sure that, you know, whatever I create, whatever I produce, I want to make sure that it, it makes the least impact on the environment. For this collection that I just launched, the Freedom Collection, I chose fabrics like Tencel and Odell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Odell is like a, it's a cotton, it's actually a cotton fabric. And it does not use harmful chemicals in the manufacturing process. And for tensile, I think a lot of people know what tensile is. It's by lensing. And it's actually widely known to be a very sustainable uh, wood pulp fabric. Mm. And we know with these fabrics, you know, wood pulp, they are actually very cool on the skin, very comfortable and really, really good for like, you know, tropical weather. So like, you know, you could wear my outfits like to the beach or for a tropical getaway to Bali, for example, when maybe perhaps when, you know, the world starts opening up, you know. Mm. But like... It was really just the idea of like, you know, using really sustainable fabrics that are suitable for also warm weather as well. The Sensitive Man I'm sure you wear your own brand Phoenix Wear. So, Leonard, share with me about what you wear on a daily basis and your personal favourites. Oh, <laughs> um... <laughs> I, I would say my style is kind of... I think it keeps evolving. Mm. So I think if you compare myself when I was a teenager growing up, my style then was very different from now. I think when I was younger, I used to love a lot of colour. I used to really mishmash all kinds of colours. You know, and my friends used to always call me like, you're very gaudy and very loud. I don't know, just like kind of my aesthetic, right? But I think as I grew older, I sort of became more muted in terms of my approach and my colours. Mm-hmm. But I always do try to incorporate a pop of colour, just, you know, a bit of pattern, an eye-catching pattern, because I think that gives a bit of flair to the outfit. Mm. You know, I also love, really love, like, accessorising. I think it gives a person a lot of character. 
So I like to wear like earrings, you know, like maybe um, necklaces, stuff like that, just to sort of really spice up the whole uh, overall outfit. Um, I'm also very into very looser, more flowy silhouette. Mm-hmm. I think as I grow older, I feel like I'm sort of geared towards more comfortable wear. Mm. You know, because like, I don't want to be like, you know, in the hot sun outside and I'm sweating through the clothes. So I make sure that my clothes are really comfortable. That's important, especially in Singapore. Yes, exactly. So tell me about the models used for your brand. I like what I see about diversity and, you know, there's this wonderful action shot of a male model leaping and doing the split in midair. That was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you like that shot, actually, because that shot took quite a few tries to okay. get a good one of yeah. him in mid-air, actually. You know, so it's quite a, a feat. Uh, but I, I'm glad you love that photos. Um, I think with this approach, with this photo shoot, with this collection as well, I wanted to really show a diverse range of models from all walks of life and in backgrounds, you know. So from individuals in yoga, dance, and the movement practices, but also to individuals like, you know, the transgender community, the LGBTQ, straight, multi-ethnic and racial groups, Mm -hmm. you know, the plus-size folks as well. I think the key objective of this show was really to show representation. That was what I thought I was lacking. I was very intentional in terms of who I chose for this shoot, this spectrum of individuals in fitness who are living their best lives. And you mentioned plus size. I think it's so important. Exactly. It's really very important. Uh, I think not just fashion or fitness, but in every industry as well, you know, because if we can see ourselves in someone else's shoes, maybe it could be a celebrity or a model or maybe just, you know, a leader in a company, you know, who looks like you, who who is from your ethnic background, for example, or, you know, in terms of size or whatever. You know, it's very important because it gives a lot of meaning around that and people can relate to it and visualize themselves in it, you know, and aspire to it as well. So I think representation is very important. Leonard, you held a corporate life before becoming the founder and CEO of Phoenix Square. So for the sake of my listeners, could you tell me what you were working as before and what was the driving force that made you want to give up the corporate life and pursue this personal goal or dream? Well, previously I was in uh, my previous life really in PR and marketing. I have no regrets in whatever I did. I think everything happened for a reason. But I think as I sort of grew in the trade, I kind of felt like it did not give me a very deep sense of satisfaction. Mm-hmm. I think over time, it came to a point where I think it was like, I think it was during really my mid-30s that I started to feel like, could I see myself doing this for the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. Or did I need to make a change soon? You know, So it wasn't like an overnight decision that I decided to start my business. I think it took a while to think about it, to brainstorm, to really sort of reflect on my life. I think it came to a point where I decided, no, I think I really wanted to do something different. I think it was more a case of purpose and impact. I really wanted to sort of do something that would make an impact in society, mm-hmm. you know, and had greater purpose and it would make me happy. And so that's why I took the leap of faith to sort of turn my life around and do something that I really wanted to do that was fashion. That's great that, you know, you trusted your own instinct and as well as uh, believed in that driving force within you. Absolutely, yeah. You're listening to The Sensitive Man. I'm Simon Lin. Leonard, what has been the toughest decision you've had to make in your life this far? Wow. It would have to really be sacrificing my cushy corporate job Mm -hmm. to start this business. That would be the toughest decision because 
I don't know how many times I, how many sleepless nights I had just trying to like make the decision to really switch industry. I think it's, I think it's something that I think a lot of people may also have that kind of thought as well. Mm. Um, I think majority of people I feel eventually don't because it's very hard to sort of like let go of that life they sort of created for themselves, like mm. a comfortable life mm. where you know money is not really an issue. They get a monthly uh, salary, you know, and suddenly if for them to move into like start own business, it's suddenly they get a pay cut and everything. So I think that was one of the toughest. It's just I have to make in my life, yeah. And of course, it takes time, right, to build a business. It's not like an overnight thing. You don't do everything and then presto, in one month's time, you know, you're uh, making lots of money. Yes, yes, it's exactly. So it's really, when you do it, you're in for the, the long ride, you know, the, mm. the crazy roller coaster ride that entrepreneurship has for you. And Leonard, what was life like for you growing up? I mean, did you come from a family who are artistic? Um, how did you express yourself as a kid? and as a teenager? Well, I think like um, I would say that I really had a pretty fortunate childhood. Mm -hmm. You know, I was raised by two very loving and responsible parents who really tried to give me and my siblings whatever they could so that we could lead a very carefree life. I think my parents, they loved to travel since I was young, right? And I think that was something that really nurtured the adventurous and curious side of me. Mm. Uh, I got to visit a lot of exotic places, you know, as a kid. So I think that really sort of sparked a lot of my the adventure streak in me. I think so because of that, that, you know, it gave me a lot of courage to also plunge myself into the world, you know, to, to travel, to visit places on my own. You know, I even, even, even eventually start to work in Japan as well. And I think that was one of the most life-changing moments in mm. my life to this very day. Uh, in terms of my family being artistic, I wouldn't say we are particularly very artistic. I would say like my parents, you know, did expose me a lot to the arts mm. and to allow me to explore my creativity. As a kid, they would bring me to watch like all these blockbuster musicals when they came to Singapore, like Les Miserables, Central Opera, mm. you know. So I think that really sort of also sparked my interest in theatre and stuff like that. But also allowed me to do like music lessons and join classes as well. How I express myself as a kid and a teenager, I would say like, you know, I always had this adventure streak in me and I was, I think it also contributed to my slightly rebellious nature and also I was rather vocal and expressive and this manifested in my fashion and my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So I really sort of like love incorporating colour into my daily outfits and, you know, often I would choose colours that were really unconventional, that were not typically seen on men. Mm -hmm. So like things, colours like pinks and pastels. You know, I also love mixing and matching more fluid, more flowy silhouettes. I think I mentioned earlier, and this was really inspired by my days as a dancer back in university. Mm. You know, so and also I love to also like play around with my hairstyles and body art, like tattoos and body paints. I would say like all that, it didn't really sit very well with my family and my peers. <laughs> You know, I think, but I think at the end of the day, they all just took it as that is leather, that's him. Mm, mm. You know, leave him be. But you know. I think that also really sort of created the designer I am today. Yeah, you're a born, you know, natural designer or rock star. <laughs> yeah. I was a rock star. <laughs> so, Leonard, what has been the hardest thing that you've managed to overcome or perhaps, you know, you're still dealing with it today? So, you got to tell me more about it. Oh, my gosh. I would say it has to be my own inner self-belief. Mm. Um, I think that's something that like I still struggle with to this very day. Mm. Uh, I think starting my business, this really made me have to confront this side of me. I think it's still a journey of a lot of packing, a lot of disassociating, a lot of 
you know, trauma, I would say, growing up, always being told that I was not good enough and everything. And I think that's something that I'm still trying to understand, unpack and really just let go of. But I think the journey as well, just doing all that, I think it's also very liberating as mm, well. Mm. So I do see myself, you know, if I, if I see myself now compared to two years ago when I started my business, you know, I think I'm a, a very different person right now. I definitely feel like I'm a more courageous, more uh, self-believing person than before. Yeah. And that's great, you know, rediscovering yourself. And if there was someone who gave you good advice for business or for being happier in life, I mean, who was that person? What did he or she tell you? Hmm. I would say there were many people in my life, but I feel like most recent times would have to be my business advisor. Mm-hmm. And he came to me in the most, I would say, the most serendipitous of moments in terms of my whole business journey. And he came halfway through my business, I would say, you know, because I sort of was looking for someone who could help me with my finances and everything. And but mm-hmm. I think that when he came along, he also became a bit of like a an advisor, like a little bit of a mini mentor to me. Mm-hmm. And he really helped me to change my perspective in terms of how I kind of viewed myself. So a lot of the self doubts I had in myself, I think he sort of helped me to change that mindset, that perspective of my life. I think in terms of happiness in life, can I just say it's like Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, oh. <laughs> probably is one person that like I began watching a lot uh, when I started my whole entrepreneurial mm-hmm. journey. Somehow or other, like maybe the YouTube algorithm kept pushing content about her to me. <laughs> 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 you know, so, but she gave me a lot of uh, clarity in terms of, you know, mm. my intentions, what I wanted for my business and how I could also lead my life as well. Mm. And Oprah yeah. has always been, you know, an inspiration to so many people all over the world. Well, it's not surprising that, you know, you find her so inspirational. Absolutely. You're listening to The Sensitive Man. I'm Simon Lin. Leonard, tell me, you know, who has been that pillar of support at home for you, you know, uh, while being the founder and CEO of Phoenix Wear? I would say it would have to be my dad. I think when I started my this business, I actually before I even started, I actually spoke to him about it one on one. But I shared with him what I wanted to do. Mm. I think that moment as a father, he really rose to that position as a father, and he said, "You know, son, I, I from what I hear from you, I really see you. You know, I really see that this is something that you want to do." And I think with that blessing, I think it gave me a lot of confidence. Mm. It gave me a lot of internal support to sort of really realize my business. I think on top of that, I would say also my really close bunch of friends, uh, my support system, my business advisor, you know, they've always been a very strong support to me throughout my entire journey as an entrepreneur. Mm. And I'm really, really very grateful for them. My family as well, you know, they've always stood by me and also been very patient with my journey as uh, as an entrepreneur, yeah. What's a day like in the life of Leonard Cheong, you know? Share with me uh, and my listeners uh, what things perhaps you've got to do to make this business work in that certain direction <laughs> that, you know, you really want. Wow, you want to know my secret sauce, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's inspirational for the listeners, you know, so uh, let's hear it. Well, okay, um, I do have a sort of a, a morning routine that I always look forward to when I wake up. Mm-hmm. I usually wake up around like 7, 7.30 in the morning. And during that time, I would uh, take some time to actually do some meditation. 
yeah, I spent about like maybe 15 to 20 minutes just on uh, meditation. Mm-hmm. And after meditation, I would just like, you know, wash up, brush my teeth and then go for a morning run. I think the morning run really helps set my morning on a good note. Because when I come back, I shower, I really feel fresh and my mind feels fresh mm-hmm. and ready to start mm-hmm. the day. And of course, a good cup of coffee. So even like, you know, boiling the water, preparing that cup of coffee really makes me feel very good. Then after that, I would just list out my priorities and to-do list. And after that, I quickly go into like a 10-minute of gratitude journaling. You know, I think it's very important, gratitude, to always remember what you're grateful for because I think that brings a lot of joy into your life as well. It gives you a lot of perspective to what, you sh- what is working for you in your life. I think sometimes as humans, or even as a business owner, sometimes you always tend to think of negative things. But I think with gratitude, it really turns things around. Then from there, I kind of really just start work from like 9, 30, 10 and all the way to late afternoon before I go maybe like take a break and go to the gym or go do some yoga. So I think that is probably my day. Very good that you pointed out that it's so important to start your day on that foot, that good foot. Yes, exactly. It sets the whole day going, you know, like how, how you, you look at your day, how you picture your day, you know, yeah. So what's your vision for Phoenix Wear? My vision for Phoenix uh, really is to build a world that is more compassionate, inclusive and accepting. Uh, that is the big vision of my, my brand. Uh, I think for too long, as a, I think as a human civilization, I think we've created a world that was predicated on who's stronger than who, mm. who's more powerful, who's more superior, more sophisticated, more moral than the other. You know, I think that has really fragmented our society and has caused us to you know, harbor a lot of unconscious, I mean subconscious hate and prejudice mm. and trust towards each other. I think it's high time that we see that it is our differences that actually make us one and the same. And it's, it's actually our differences that bind us together as a human race. I like that statement. The differences that bind us together as a human race. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> the Sensitive Man So, Leonard, where should my listeners go to check out Phoenix Wear? So I would say you can check my website out at phoenixwear.com, F-I-N-I-X-W-E-A-R.com. You can find me and follow my brand on, on Instagram and Facebook at phoenixwear, F-I-N-I-X-W-E-A-R as well. Leonard, what's your philosophy for a happy life? Wow. It's a tough question. That's <laughs> a very big question, a very philosophical question. Oh my gosh. Uh, I would say I have a few. I think first and foremost, I would say stop comparing yourself with others. Mm-hmm. Your journey is unique to you. Your life is unique to you. So stop comparing yourself with others. In a generation of social media, mm. I feel like you know it's very easy to just compare your life with someone else's and think that they are living better lives than yours. Mm. But always understand that your journey is different, right? And yours is, is unique to you. I think secondly would be know that you're enough. Uh, be kind to yourself. Stay true to yourself. Um, surround yourself with people that you love. Um, you know, life is so short, right? So make sure that you spend it with people that you love. And I think last but not least, always be grateful. Yeah, I feel that that's my philosophy for a happy life. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing all that with us on the Sensitive Man Podcast, Leonard. And I wish you all the best. Thank you, Simon. Thank you for having me. The voice of Leonard Chung, founder, CEO, and creative behind local activewear fashion label, Phoenix. Indeed, Phoenix is a local brand that's bringing greater diversity to the fashion fitness industry. And I'm sure you were somewhat inspired by Leonard, whether it's just doing what he loves, 
changing the concept of activewear, or simply expressing himself authentically. Don't forget to check out the website of Phoenix as well as the social media links that I'll be including in the text portion of this podcast. Well, on that note, remember that you too can express yourself creatively and never say never when it comes to entrepreneurship. Make the most of life by discovering the best version of yourself, okay? I'm Simon, your voice of encouragement, and this has been episode 49 of the Sensitive Man Podcast. The Sensitive Man. The Sensitive Man is a production of SPH Radio. I'm Simon Lim, your host and producer for this podcast. Special thanks to Joseph McDade for the music. You can also find this show on iTunes, Google Podcast, and streaming on Google Home. And now you can listen to the Sensitive Man podcast on audio, A-W-E-D-I-O for audio. Visit audio.sg.